Yeah, I think it's clear as day that like there's just so much content. And like a lot of the people say in these podcasts, you start to lose it. You start to lose it with the way that you were doing it before, where you're just trying to get through, you know, and you're not really like you talk about reinforcing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So you end up kind of getting through and then you you take the questions on the exam and, you know, you you haven't touched something in, in a long period of time. You know, if I'm studying for two months, I might not have got back to that subject and, you know, maybe at all. Um, right. So the reinforcement piece was huge for me. Welcome to episode 36 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's episode, you're going to hear me talk with Matthew. Matthew is a Superfast CPA customer and now a CPA. We recorded this, you know, weeks ago, and we're just getting back into publishing these interviews that we'd recorded uh, week after week, and we're going to record new ones in the future. So we're getting back into publishing these. I really like these interviews. We get so many emails and comments about these interviews that they are very, very helpful for people that are currently studying. Because you get to hear a just a wide range of from different CPA candidates about the things that going from struggling in the beginning, usually, and in a lot of cases, this is the case with Matthew, he passed his first section, no problem, which was actually far, but then he ran into issues with the next two. And so it really messed with his confidence for a while because he was really high coming off of passing far and he scored really high on far and then failing the next two sections in a row and just wondering, okay, what happened? Like what's going on with my study process? Anyways, so to hear from this, these, this wide range of experiences and in the, at the end of the day, you know, within the course of these half hour interviews, you just get to hear from candidate after candidate about the things that really started clicking that allowed them to start passing their exams and, and finishing their CPA exams. So there obviously helpful in that sense. So in this interview, Matthew, uh, we, we go through his whole study process. We kind of touch all areas of the CPA study process. So you'll find it very helpful regardless with what parts you're currently struggling with. Maybe you're struggling with the the whole process in general, but like the other interviews, we talk through a lot of very specific strategies based on specific parts like simulations, final review, going through new material, calculation questions, how to make sure you're really understanding something, just all those different things that are key to the process. Now, before we get into this interview, I want to mention two things. First, if this is the first thing you're hearing from us from Superfast CPA, you'll hear Matthew mention our study hacks or the free one hour training. You'll, you probably heard that in other episodes. That is where you should start if you're brand new to Superfast CPA. It's a free training that we do. It's in webinar format. And what we do is we walk you through our study framework that we teach to our clients and customers. And so you can see how our study process works. Basically the big picture of how we view the study process, how we teach you to view the study process, and then how you would study differently based on that. So studying to pass versus studying to learn it all are two very different things. And the key claim with this, this these free trainings is it's one hour that will save you months and months of time and frustration and likely hundreds of dollars from avoiding failing sections. You can save yourself all that hassle by attending one of these free trainings. So to do that, it's the main thing on our homepage, superfastcpa.com. It's the top thing at the page. You can click a link, see the upcoming training times, register for one of those, or you can text PASS NOW to 44222 and we'll send you back a link. 
The other thing I want to mention is our giveaway. So this is new. This is for January 2021. If you are listening to this in the future, most likely we're going to keep these going. We might change them a little bit month to month. But for the month of January, we are doing a productivity giveaway. So instead of we've done giveaways in the past with like Amazon gift cards or some kind of electronic device. And those are okay, but this is just a lot more specific. So this is based on episode 35 of the podcast. So if you go back and you listen to episode 35, that podcast is titled Habits Versus Goals or Both. And so we talk through the idea of, well, habits versus goals or combining both. And then the giveaway, the items in the giveaway are based on that. We're giving away three of these bundles. We're calling this Nate's favorites, which are my favorite items specifically for, I mean, whatever you want to call it, the study process slash someone who works on their computer all day, like all of us do. So it includes a cold brew coffee maker, a, this big, nice hourglass. That's exactly at between 50 minutes to 60 minutes. You got to listen to the episode for why I'm including these specific items. Then a standing desk adapter, I guess you would say it, it, it allows you to set this on your desk and it has these clickable different heights so that you can move it to your desired height so that you can do these 60 minute uh, study sessions standing up. It just helps you stay more engaged. Again, listen to the episode, episode 35 for all the details on why I'm including each of these items. Then an essential oil diffuser kit. Again, listen to the episode regardless of how hokey you think that is. Uh, My favorite desktop calculator this nice big Casio calculator with big buttons, the, a little USB fan, again, listen to the episode. And then the thing that I'm sitting on right now, a, the purple brand, like the purple mattress, but they make seat cushions. This thing will change your life. So all told, all totaled up these, this is worth like $350. We're giving away three of these for the giveaway. There's three winners. There is one random drawing. And then the second one is the person with the most points. So once you sign up for the giveaway, there are different ways to earn quote unquote points in the giveaway, like subscribing to our YouTube channel, leaving a review for this podcast. You'll see them on the page after you sign up for the giveaway. And it's just your name and email address to enter the giveaway. So if you do that, you're entered, you at least have a chance. So one random drawing, then someone with the most points or the person with the most points. And then the third one is if someone that you referred wins the random drawing, you will also win a bundle. So those three things. So you don't need to worry about referring other people because it dilutes the uh, candidate pool to win because if your one of your referrals wins, then you win one of the bundles as well. So this giveaway will run until January 31st, and then on February 1st, we'll choose the three winners. So I would give you the URL, but it's really long because it's based on that episode. So to get the details, you just need to look up episode 35 of the podcast. You can either go to our website, click on podcast at the top, find episode 35, read the details on that page, or you can listen to the podcast from your podcast app episode 35 and it will we will mention the actual urls in that podcast but for your own good first of all and then for the explanation of the giveaway and the rationale behind the certain items we're giving away listen to the full episode 
And it also will be very helpful for just the idea of setting goals currently because we're just we just started the new year. But again, if you're listening to this in the future, that topic is always relevant. All right. So with all that being said, let's get into this interview with Matthew. Around uh, June, June 10th, I believe I took my last exam um, and then found out within the uh, it was like 11 days or something the way the uh, windows fell at that point in time that I found out I passed. Nice. Yeah. That's a uh, big, big relief, right? Oh, you know it. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> a lot of studying and uh, it's extremely time consuming, but uh, well worth it at the end. Yeah. And so uh, do you work in public accounting or are you in industry? No, I've, I've been in industry since I got out of college. Um, nice. I started at an energy company when I uh, got my undergrad, uh, worked there for about, five years and uh, been working at a manufacturing company now for a little while. Okay. And so, uh, so for you, what was there to get like the next position? Did, did it get to a point where you needed your CPA or what, uh, what pushed you to do the CPA? Yeah. So, well, it started back in sort of in high school when I just got interested in, um, in just the accounting class. Um, it was something that kind of stuck with me and, um, you know, then I went to my undergrad and um, I started as just a general business major. Uh, but after the first semester, I realized that uh, the management major is such a broad, uh, such a broad major that I wanted to refine my skills and focus on a uh, set uh, industry or set uh, uh, environment. And so I chose accounting um, and it's kind of just I've been drawn to it. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy doing it. Uh, it's certainly challenging, um, but uh, it was when I started trying to go for more senior level roles, um, senior accounting roles, uh, you start to see that the CPA is, is the, the factor that kind of sticks out there. And so, you know, if you have that on, if have it on there and have that title, then uh, it, it looks a lot better for, for these employers out there. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, just kind of fulfills this big requirement that, you know, a lot, like a lot of those higher level jobs, like you said, just have, and it's just something yeah. you don't need to worry about if you just exactly have it. Yeah. And it, and it, it was a great, it was a great thing for me too to actually go through, um, especially, you know, because I didn't start in um, public accounting. So public accounting, you're getting sort of a more of a um, broad spectrum uh of, of accounting. You're getting all facets of it. You're seeing all different types of industries and businesses. So to start in such a refined industry, like the energy industry, it's so, you know, it's so specialized and different than the rest. And, and, you know, they're all, they all have their uh, differences, but uh, you know, it was important to, to take this exam and um, you know, see all the different aspects of, of accounting you know, fraud and all the reporting requirements and, you know, um, just the business law concepts, you know, contracts and everything. It's just a great experience to have too, because it gives you a really good, um, definition, idea, understanding of, of the business world and business Mm -hmm. in general. And I've heard on some of these podcasts too, um, you know, that's, that's what's key in, in business, you know, and that's why a lot of people are drawn to accounting because you get pretty much all aspects of it the ins and outs, which is great. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, and you probably said this, but so you were, were you out of school about five years before 
or actually going back, did you do a master's in accounting or did you do the 150 hours? Yeah. So what happened was I did my undergrad, um, graduated, worked for 15, 16, 18. So about three years. And I started, had started a master's program. It's a dual master's MBA, MSA at the same time. So I started taking those classes. And once I reached the 150 mark, I decided to put them on hold and focus on the CPA exam. Gotcha. Uh, and what was great about the master's program was that uh, they gave me the study materials. They gave me Wiley um, study materials. So, you know, it was great to be able to use those and get that as a part of the degree. And then, so I focused on that for a little while. Um, and now I'm, now that I'm done, I'm finishing up my master's degrees. Nice. Okay. And, and so, uh, when did you, well, not necessarily when, but when you started the CPA study process, you had Wiley, like you said, and, uh, how did you approach it in the beginning? Yeah. So in the beginning, uh, so I took my first exam on, um, financial reporting. Um, I thought that that would be a great starting point because of just the experiences I had had, mm-hmm. you know, what closes and, and I was basically doing, you know, financial reporting at that time, yeah. no, auditing, no law concepts, no contracts, nothing like that. So I just kind of followed the program, the Wiley program. And it's similar to like Becker and stuff, you know, they, you lay out, uh, when you want to take the exam, when you start studying, they kind of map it out for you. You watch the video lectures, you read the study texts, you do the questions, um, kind of repeat the cycle over and over again until you get through the section. So that's how I did my first exam. And for financial reporting, I ended up getting an 86 and passing the first time. So I was, that was honestly huge for me and, and my, you know, I don't, for lack of a better term, my ego, you know, try to boost yeah. my confidence for the next one. But, you know, it was after finding Superfast CPA, um, you know, you realize the, the differences in, in the strategies for studying. So I tried to do that again for my second one, and I failed it. And I, and I, had, I had did uh, BEC. I heard from some people that that was one of the easier ones. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'll take that one next, and hopefully it's a, it's a <laughs> meatball, you know? Yeah. But, but I failed it, you know? And so that was kind of discouraging, you know? And so that was my first setback and, uh, and yeah, but, but I started doing it the way they, they, I guess, instruct you to with the softwares. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, okay. So you passed far just doing it the normal way. Um, at what point did you come across our training or whatever you found from us first? Yeah. So was it after far or, uh, no. So I started trying to do it again, that same way for BEC uh, okay. and ended up failing, but it was either after failing BEC, I also failed reg right afterwards. So two in a row I failed. Okay. So I was, it was like a dagger in the heart, you know, but <laughs> I, I knew yeah. I was going to come back and get it. <laughs> so it was, it was somewhere around that point in time that I found it. And it was really kind of like your, um, your study hacks or whatever you call it. I think it was study hacks or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, it just like most of the other people it just kind of resonated with me, you know, and made it, it gave you a little bit of a different approach in terms of, um, how to study because truthfully, um, I was, I never really studied in school, uh, up until like my last years in college. And so mm-hmm. study effective study habits and, and things like that were never, never anything I had gone through or, or experienced. So, 
after seeing that, um, it certainly helped uh, give me a different mindset and um, set me on, I think, a different path. And from there, I passed, you know, three in a row. So Nice. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, Going back to FAR, you were obviously working full-time when you were studying for that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when did you study during the day at that point? So... You know, at, at that job, the energy, when I was at the energy company uh, early on, um, I was driving about an hour and a half each way uh, to work each day. Oh, wow. Uh, a lot of traffic. Uh, it was about, it's an hour there with no traffic, so it was always like an hour and a half. So three hours a day in the car. So you know that the audio notes were my, <laughs> they were my go-to, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I spent a lot of time uh, doing that. Um, but so, so I used to try and get into the office at like, geez, I would get there five o'clock. Nobody showed up till nine. I would get there like five, five thirty, and study for a couple hours in the office with nobody else there for a while. Wait, you, would, you would get there at five in the morning. Oh yeah. Because so you're leaving home at three in the morning. Oh yeah. Three thirty. Three, three thirty, four o'clock. So, you know, depending, Holy but the traffic, you know, tra- there's no traffic at that time. So yeah, smooth ride. I can do some studying and then, you know, um, it's kind of out of the way at that point, you know, it, you, you did it. And now what you can do is when you're laying in bed or something, uh, or something you can focus on like the little quizzes or just taking yeah. questions or, you know, whatever. But obviously if you don't drive an hour and a half each way, you don't have to <laughs> go to yeah. crazy ways like that. <laughs> that's quite, yeah, that's did, a big commute. Yeah. I also, when I got the new job, uh, it's about, you know, 15 minutes from my house. Um, I would, I would just wake up early sometimes before the work day. And obviously the commute was so short, so I could study before work, um, put in a couple hours uh, there and do the same thing at night with the questions. Gotcha. Okay. So did you, did you move jobs during FAR then? So you had, you didn't have to have the three hour commute anymore? I had just passed FAR and then I got a new job. And I basically immediately started studying for the next one. The way I kind of laid it out is I like to study in like, some people are doing it in crazy amounts of time. I, God bless them for doing that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, uh, I, I prepared like two, two and a half months sometimes for the exam. Initially, it was to get through the materials the way they, you know, the software told me to do it. Yeah. Um, but after that, it was more so I would get through the materials in plenty of time. And then I would just really want that time to... Um, do a ton of multiple choice questions and just don't stop until the last minute. So, um, yeah, about, uh, two and a half months between each exam. Okay. And so, yeah, so with, with our stuff, you know, some people, like you said, the, uh, we have the study hacks videos, the strategy videos, whatever you want to call them. Some people adopt that approach with their main review course. And then they use our study tools a bunch throughout the day as well. Some people yeah. just get mainly our study tools and just kind of use those, but they still kind of study their own way with the review course for their main sessions. So did, were the strategies and the study hacks, did you adopt those or it, was it mostly you were just using uh, the study tools like on the, like the audios and stuff? I definitely adopted, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the habits and stuff. It's all, it was all, you know, geared towards um, getting you to really think about uh, being in the mindset, you know, for, for taking mm-hmm. and, and realizing the effort that it takes to get through it. But you know, how, how 
much of a reward it is at the end for being able to accomplish it. So yeah, I definitely followed the hacks, but also, you know, I, I was always doing video lectures and always, you know, reading the, and at certain times I would read the audio, um, read the lecture notes. The text, um, yeah. I'm just sitting around, you know, just kind of diddling on my phone, like you said, the study hacks video. Anytime you're on your phone, you know, you could pull up the, the, the lectures, uh, you know, the study text and just kind of flip through it. And so I, tried to do that a lot too. And the little quizzes were great also on the go. Yeah. Uh, one question I have is, uh, so what do you think the, so you pass far, you know, but then you see, so, and you basically execute the same study process for, um, B and C and reg, but what do you think the disconnect was with those two sections and your, uh, you like your study process. And then, you know, now that you've passed looking back, what were you missing on those two, uh, sections do you think with the study process yeah i think it's clear as day that like there's just so much content and like a lot of the people say in these podcasts you start to lose it you start to lose it with the way that you were doing it before where you're just trying to get through you know and you're not really like you talk about reinforcing it um mm -hmm. so you end up kind of getting through and then you you take the questions on the exam and you know, you, you haven't touched something in, in a long period of time. You know, if I'm studying for two months, I might not have got back to that subject in, you know, maybe at all. Right. Um, so the reinforcement piece was huge for me. Uh, when you talk about, uh, you know, uh, looking at the questions before going through the content. Yeah. Like that's, it seems so simple, but it makes so much sense because <laughs> it gave me, it gave yeah. me every piece of information I needed to you know, think about for right. each of those sections, because if the question's wrong, you know, that's what you need to remember. So when you start to go through, you start to see, you pick up on it and see like, Oh yeah, you know, there was a question on that. So it kind of helps you better understand it. But that, I think that was for me huge because at the end, at the very end for the, for the two that I had failed and I was retaking them, I was just uh, hammering home questions. I think yeah. the whole the whole time I planned the retake, the time in between when I planned it and ended up taking the test, I think it was nothing but multiple choice questions. And a lot of people talk about it too. The questions are, you know, quirky and they, they have their own way about them. So it's important to be in tune with kind of how they ask them, what the structure is, you know, best, uh, you know, best ideas for finding a good answer. If you're not sure, things like that, those are important too. So that's why I like to take, uh, a lot of multiple choice, uh, yeah. and, you know, for a while anyways. Yes. Uh, right. And so the, yeah, the idea of re-review kind of like daily re-review, that's what we made our, our notes and audios. That's why they're so short, you know, so that you can get through them in a day or two of doing those little mini sessions or like you, I mean, if you were commuting three hours, you probably got through the audios like Almost oh, once yeah, a like day. A breeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could almost recite them when I came back around. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's a lot of listening to my voice, but <laughs> All right. uh, it apparently it worked. Um, uh, th did you also do the one thing I talk about a lot is finishing a session with like a set of 30 questions. Did you, did you do that? Yeah, I, I would, so I would do that. Not all the time mm -hmm. uh, because I was doing a ton of questions anyways. Right. Uh, but occasionally I would do uh, not just the, like the, each section has a certain set of practice questions and then there's a big test bank, but sometimes they'd want you to do just the 
practice questions first, um, but I would do like a 30, a 30 uh, question quiz before a section, perhaps. Okay. About, you know, I would just do all the questions in that section. Sometimes yeah. it was 25, 30, um, and then do the lesson. Okay. Let's see. Another question was, what did your weekends look like? Did you study differently? Did you use those to catch up or do anything different than on weekdays or how'd you use weekends for studying? Yeah. So, uh, weekends were a lot of study. Um, sometimes four to six hours each day, maybe sometimes it could be less, you know, it could be two, two hours if you had a good week or something like that. If you're kind of keeping up with the content of your main study course, because it's just making time for the uh, multiple choice. So the next thing, what about Sims? Did you use practice Sims a lot or did you mostly rely on multiple choice to kind of learn the concepts and then just look at practice Sims a little bit to see what they looked like? So you at least had an idea or how did you prepare for the Sims? Yeah. So I did the Sims when I started financial reporting. So in the very beginning um, to kind of get an understanding of how they worked and how to, you know, move around um, in the software, get a feel for what it was going to be like during the exam. But that was, that was pretty much it. Truthfully, I didn't do many Sims at all. I knew that they were their own breed of, uh, of questions. So yeah, like even in financial reporting uh, in the beginning, I, I didn't get through, I think, three of the Sims on the exam. But somehow I ended up with a good score, so I must have been good in the multiple choice. Yeah, must yeah, must have been. Yeah, the 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 um, simulations are they're pretty comprehensive sometimes, but they also have you know their quirks in terms of how the questions are asked and things like that. So it's just a matter of after I took the first exam and failed two times, I kind of had an understanding of the way they worked. It's just a matter of knowing the content. Correct. Yep. And then what was your, did you have a system for taking notes or making flashcards, anything where you were putting topics you struggled with in your own words? So what I used, which was good, I didn't use flashcards. Um, I was never a good flashcard guy. Um, I don't know why, (laughs) but um, what I used was Wiley had the ability to um, flag the questions. Mm Mm-hmm. So anytime I got a question wrong, I would flag it. Um, anytime I got a question right, but I guessed, I would flag it. So I knew that I didn't really know it um, and just got lucky. So what I would do is at certain points in time, um, I would just take random 30 question quizzes on the flagged items. And actually closer to the end, right before the exam day, I would do the same. I would pick mostly flagged items because if there's any extra stuff that I already know that flows in, I'm almost just wasting time at that point trying to nail any of the stuff that I didn't know right before the exam. So that was, that was good for me. Uh, but no, no flashcards. Um, writing just takes too much time. I write really slow. So it would just hold me up. Okay. I I do like that tip though, about flagging questions all the way through. And like I use Wiley too, and I had started doing that. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like I wrote a bunch of flashcards, but I stopped flagging questions. And I would say it's because I was like too lazy to flag them all, but I did write flashcards, but that just kind of goes to show it's like whatever you, you just figure things out, you know, like you yeah. figure out what's working for you. And exactly that, that was your way of oh, for identifying, sure. you know, your uh, problem areas. 
And yeah, it's a good idea. The last yeah, few. Yeah, that's key. I mean, because you're talking about that aspect of reinforcing. If you weren't doing that as much with all the practice questions and stuff, you wouldn't be getting a, a clearer picture of the areas that you need to focus on. And when you start mm-hmm. flagging them, you start to see all the different areas that you're, you know, you're struggling with. So that's, that's extremely important for improving your, your scores on the exams. Yeah. And then that goes into the next thing. What did you do for your final review? Like I'm always preaching, if you're doing enough re-review along the way, you don't need a traditional like two week long final review, but multiple people have kind of described what you did where they would save a couple of weeks to just do review like cumulative review, cumulative review of just everything. Cause you've gone through topics quicker the first time and sounds yeah. like you were relying on your review process to really tune it oh, up. Yeah. So how did, how did that work? How many weeks did you leave yourself? And then again, just what did you do specifically in your final review? Yeah. So I figured that uh, kind of like I talked about the stuff that I flagged was, that was what I was going to focus on for for probably the last two weeks or so, right? Okay. Before the exam. Because I have been doing questions so long up until this point. So going over those flags, um, constant, you know, constant quizzes, nonstop. If I had any, any concepts that were discussed during like the lectures as being important and I wasn't doing well on them right before the exam, maybe I'd go back into the materials and touch up, touch up on it, see if, something will strike me to help me understand it a little better right before the exam. But other than that, just bang out the questions. Everybody says it's, it's so important to, to go through them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I never even made it through all of them. There's a lot more. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the same as me. I don't think I did all the questions contained in Wiley, but I did a lot. Yeah. Um, what about test day itself? You know, maybe contrast the, your two failed sections with when, you know, you had the breakthrough and then went three for three on the last ones. What was your experience on test day? Like as far as were you, were you running out of time on those two failed sections at all? And then did you get much faster when you passed the other three? What, what was your test day experience between those two? Yeah. So to start, you know, my first test experience was, you know, just the nerves like everyone talks about. It was kind of the old way of studying, my old way of studying. So I just kind of got through it, felt like um, I did terrible and somehow I had a good score. So like I said, it kept my boost in my motivation. But for the, the next two that I failed, I could, I definitely felt like come test day, I was more overwhelmed with the content because I just feel like I'm trying to cram in, like like with the quizzes, I mean, you just constantly take them. It's repetitive. It gets you thinking. Here, I felt like I was just, I was lost for with yeah. everything that I had studied, second-guessing myself and things like that. Um, but when I when I went into the exams after super fast EPA, because I had done so many questions and like, I felt like this was just another quiz, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, you know, certainly I, I didn't pass with flying colors, like close to, you know, perfect and stuff. Yeah. And, but I, I made it through and like you could see the improvement and the comfortability taking the exam. It just felt like another one of your quizzes and you, you did your best to get as high as you could. And, and I just felt confident at the end of all of them or more confident, not like I knew I passed, but more confident than yeah. the first couple of times. Now, and that, that is, that's a big thing. I mean, really there's like 10 elements that kind of flow into that, you know, 
you're doing so many questions throughout the study process and all these sets of 30, it just solves so many problems. It makes you just very comfortable answering multiple choice questions. Oh, no doubt. So on test day, you're not freaking out. You're not feeling overwhelmed. You cruise through the multiple choice questions. So then you have plenty of time to sit there and understand the Sims. First of all, what it's asking yeah. yeah, it's just kind of, it just solves a lot of problems. Yep. And so just to that point, like when I took the first exam far, like I said, I didn't finish three of the Sims and I was like plugging away until the very last minute. The last two exams I took, I had so much time for the Sims. I had like, I probably had like 30 minutes left on each exam, you know, yeah. and I'm like, hmm, do I, do I look at it any longer or am I going <laughs> to change my mind and put something, <laughs> yeah. second guess myself, you know, it's like, it, it definitely worked. It, it it changes. I really feel like it just changed my approach to to taking a, an exam. And someone on the last podcast talked about um, you know just having that comfortability taking taking an taking an exam. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's it is like that. They 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 do a lot of things to see how well of an exam taker you are, but also to to see your knowledge and your skills. But it, it can be tricky, and so feeling any level of comfortability going in there, it just helps set you at ease and, and get you through, you know, a really good big chunk of the exam, which is the multiple choice and a lot of points and stuff. So you can focus on those stems and, and try and understand them the best you can because they are difficult and they're challenging. And, and so you need, you know, as much time as you can to get through. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically everything I normally go through and, you know, you made a lot of good points and it all just, the the interesting thing, you probably heard me say this on other interviews is everyone I've talked to on these interviews, they, they had their own like ways of doing things in the details, but you all kind of did the same big, had the same big pillar things that you did. Right. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for helping me out, man. Yeah. I, I'm glad it could help. You know, it's, it is. I'll never it's, forget uh, your voice. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet. That's funny. That's a lot of uh, listening time. Yeah, so, right. so just to end, what do you think if you were going to give, even if you, even if we already covered it, what would you say would be your top two or three tips to people that are currently studying? Yeah. So, you know, my strategy, if I were to attack it again is, you got to make it through your actual study materials, like the lecture, video lectures and, you know, the study, study text, but have to reinforce it with the questions and especially the super fast CPA stuff that you can use on the go, the audio notes and the quizzes and stuff. Uh, you have to get those questions in because that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to get the most return is it, focusing on, you know, the way the questions are laid out, what certain things they're looking for in your answers and whatnot. That's, I think that's the moneymaker right there. All right. Well, yeah. So I appreciate you doing the call. These are really valuable for us and for everyone listening. Like we get a lot of feedback on these that people just find these really helpful to just hear over time, kind of of a conglomeration of what's worked for so many people, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it makes it easier. And it should motivate you too, because when I passed one, I got a high and then I got a real low with two, failing scores, but you know, it'll keep you motivated to know that other people are following the same type of program as you and that it, it actually does work. It makes an impact. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate everything. I'm happy to help. You know, it's, uh, it is, it's, it's rewarding 
writing summaries of the tax code is not so much fun, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This part's I'm sure you fun. had a blast making all those videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tons. Yeah. But again, I, I appreciate you taking the time. It's good to have, before we did these podcasts, you know, we, what I realized some people would write back, you know, but what I realized is like your best customers, the ones who take your advice and like use the stuff and pass, you don't typically hear from them because they don't really have a reason to, you know, get back in touch. Yeah. It makes sense. We would obviously get some emails, but there, there's so many good stories with these interviews we've done that I would have never heard. And it's real good feedback. It's real, you know, real people like it, Mm -hmm. real stories for, for people all across the country and stuff. And like I said, if I was taking the exam now, and I was seeing these videos and seeing all the, and I was following a super fast CPA. I feel so, so conf, confident that uh, the program was going to work for me and I'd find something beneficial in it. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I would definitely go right after it and purchase it again. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, I appreciate it again. Thanks. I'm, congrats on being done. That's awesome. Thank you very much, man. And uh, thanks again for everything. All right. All right. So that was the interview with Matthew. So a few things I want to point out, a few things that I really liked that he said was specifically when he talked about his experience, the first, so three sections far, which he passed, but he even mentions that he ran out of time and and didn't even look at the last three Sims. So, I mean, he must've really crushed the multiple choice questions on that first one. And then he failed BEC and reg and he felt stressed, like he was running out of time. And then contrasting that with after he had gone through or applied our study framework, which relies heavily on, again, doing what you will be doing on test day, going through a lot of questions, reading stuff in the context of the questions. That's why our review notes are set up that way. Anyways, and the audios. But he just mentioned how much more comfortable and at ease he felt. And like the actual live exam after studying this way, just felt like no big deal to him because he was so comfortable with answering exam questions. And I guess if you really sum it up, that is the entire reason why we advocate the study methods that we do is so that you're very, very comfortable and good at what you'll be doing on test day. And that sounds so obvious, but that really is not how the normal way of studying is set up. So if you haven't attend one of our free trainings, you'll get a really good overview of our study process. And I guarantee you the ideas will click and make a lot of sense to you. So you can do that at superfastcpa.com slash training, or you can just go to our homepage, superfastcpa.com, and it's the main thing on the uh, homepage. There's a button to, to look at the times, the upcoming times, and register for a session where you can attend and pay attention, you know, for an hour, 60 to 90 minutes, depending. So, so do that, and then listen to episode 35 to get the details on our giveaway. These bundles are clocking around $350 to $400. These are real items we're going to ship to you if you're one of the three winners. So listen to episode 35 for that, the rationale behind the items, and you know, even if you don't win, it's just a really good discussion on the idea of setting goals slash chunking that down into actual daily habits specifically for the CPA study process. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.